guys, man, <laughs> we really miss being all together in person. This is kind of crazy, but um, but at the same time, we're super thankful for the opportunity to continue to connect online like this, um, and also throughout the week in community groups. Um, it's been cool to just be in prayer together as a community, to be in God's word together, and honestly, just to kind of like process everything that's going on right now in our world together. We're super thankful for even the conversation that's just been had over this first week of this kind of new normal we're all getting yeah, used to. Yeah. Um, so before we kick off tonight's talk on silence and solitude, just want to give everyone a minute to kind of settle in, maybe grab a cup of tea or a cup of water. Um, if you have your Bible, grab that. And I'll just kick us off with a quick uh, word of prayer. Dear Jesus, uh, thank you so much um, for this community. Thank you so much for who you are, God. Um, thank you for being our peace in the midst of uncertainty, God. Um, and thank you for the opportunity that comes with this really unique season, God. I pray that you would just give us the strength to lean into you, to press into you, and to just see the world around us and to see others with your eyes, God, not our own eyes, Father. We love you. Uh, we thank you for who you are and for your sovereignty, that you are in control, God. It's in your holy heavenly name we pray, amen. Amen. On March 8th, uh, which was the last time we were all face-to-face, -face, uh, I remember that day so well. I know. I, I wish I was there. Um, <laughs> but on March 8th, we uh, started the conversation around silence and solitude, and we, we kind of hit the why of silence and solitude. So, like, why is this important? Why should we be pursuing the practice of silence and solitude? Today, I thought it would be helpful for us to kind of dive into the how behind it, the practicals, like how are we actually supposed to live this out in our daily lives. And, but before we get to the practicals of silence and solitude, I really thought it might uh, be useful for us to connect last week's or two weeks ago's why um, to our current situation. It seems as though like there's some there's some things that are conjoining um, our, our current moment with COVID-19 and the, the pursuit of practice and the practice of silence and solitude. And like, it makes me overjoyed to think about the provision of God and the fact that he guided us to um, uh, want to dig into this practice before this all started to happen. So, I mean, God knows uh, what we need and when we need it. So we're going to continue to dig into that. Um, but I just wanted to uh, hit a few of the points that we made two weeks ago and kind of connect them to our, our current moment. So if you remember in Mark chapter 1, um, it's one of the first or second verses in Mark 1. It says that a voice calls, and then quotation, or no, a voice calls in the wilderness, quotation, prepare the way of the Lord. Now Mark here is quoting a prophecy that's found in the book of Isaiah, um, Isaiah chapter 40 specifically. And in Isaiah, it's quoted a little bit different. It says, a voice calls, quotation, in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. So in Mark, it's a voice calls in the wilderness, quotation, prepare the way of the Lord. But in Isaiah, it's a voice calls, quotation, prepare, in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. 
so what's going on here? What's, why is there a contrast between these two quotations? I, I think, um, from what I can understand, it seems as though Mark is trying to show us the fulfillment of this prophecy as being expressed through John. So he's saying that John was in the wilderness and he was preparing the way of the world, Lord. And we, we see that in the rest of Mark chapter 1. But it seems as though Isaiah was prophesying and kind of creating this reality that it is actually in the wilderness that the way of the Lord is prepared. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I can't help but think that that connects with our, uh, our season, our moment in time so much. Um, this word wilderness, it can also be translated as a desolate place or even a quiet place or a lonely place. Are you guys starting to see the connections? Mm-hmm. Like this, the, this was a space that almost we've been forced into right now. And if you continue re- reading in Mark chapter 1, it talks about Jesus after this beautiful moment with his baptism and the Holy Spirit descending on him and God the Father declaring that he was, Jesus was his beloved son and in front of the crowds that watched the baptism. It says that the Spirit sends him into the wilderness. There's that word there again. And then the Spirit sends him into the wilderness and he's there for 40 days. And he's tempted by the enemy. And then after 40 days in the wilderness, he goes into his first day of ministry. And you'd think that he would just continue to work and here's where he pursues his mission. He's done with the wilderness. No, he actually, in verse 35, it says at the end of his first day of ministry, goes back to the desolate place. It's that same word, wilderness. So what's going on here? In Luke 5, it talks about how um, there's this moment where it's, I think it's Luke 5, 16, where, okay, so Jesus's ministry demands are beginning to increase, and then he actually pursues more of the wilderness. So as more of his ministry began to be more demanding, he pursued the wilderness more. So this was a reoccurring practice for Jesus. It wasn't just a one-time thing. Why do you think he was trying to, uh, trying to prioritize this? You know, when I think back to the first wilderness account, the, the 40 days in the desert, I used to think, well, this makes complete sense. Obviously, Satan would tempt Jesus in the wilderness because this was a moment of weakness for Jesus. But no, the fact that it was a reoccurring theme for him, for him means that This was a place of strength for him. It's where he found power and rest. So I I can't help but look at these moments and think, man, we are going through a wilderness, a a lonely place, a, a desolate season. We are in a wilderness moment as the church. And in a season of of social distancing, we as a community can take the opportunity to engage in spiritual engagement. So in the season of spiritual engagement, we can actually find greater presence with God. We can find strength, we can find power. In the season of social distancing, this is actually an opportunity for a season of spiritual engagement. This is a wilderness moment for the church. This could be a season of strength and power for you. Mm-hmm. So in light of that, in light of the fact that this is a wilderness moment, um, I'd encourage you to embrace it 
And there's two ways that I want us to embrace it. Um, in Mark 12, Jesus sums up the entire commands of the scriptures. He, he, he sums them up in two different commands. He says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. You see, as we begin to love the Lord, as we begin to unify our hearts with him, our hearts will then turn to have this compassionate posture to the world around us. So as we find union with God, we then begin to love our neighbors well. And so that's what I would encourage you with. In this season of wilderness, do not forget the greatest commandment. Love God. Love people. Mm, That's so good. Um, Yeah, and as we all start out brand new weeks tomorrow, uh, we just wanted to give you guys kind of a basic outline for how to establish a rhythm of silence and solitude in your week this week. Um, It's safe to say that we all have a lot of extra time on our hands right now. That's kind of a given with this situation, but it would be really easy to just waste this time and to kind of spend it the ways that we usually fill our time on social media or binge watching your favorite Netflix series. So rather than viewing this temporary situation as something we have to just get through as a community, we actually want to really press into it and figure out how to grow through it and really um, take advantage of this extra time we have and spend it with the creator of the universe. What a cool opportunity Mm -hmm. that we have to do that. Um, So the first step to establishing a rhythm of silence and solitude is to choose a time of the day that works best for you. For some people, it might be first thing in the morning when you wake up and you're fresh and the day is young, you pour a cup of coffee and you you just dive right into it first thing in the morning. For some people, it might be in the middle of your work day on a lunch break, or maybe it's right after work before you prepare dinner, or even in the evening time before you go to bed at night. Um, it really doesn't matter when, you decide to spend this time with God, all that matters is that you pick a time and you we are intentional about scheduling it into our day in the same way we would a lunch date with a friend or a work meeting or a college class. We really want to be intentional about sticking to a time, being intentional with it the same way we would anything else in our life. That way it goes from just having a good intention to spend time with God to actually making it a priority and then being able to do it Uh, successfully. Mm -hmm. The next step is to establish a place where you're going to spend time with God. Um, Now that we're all safe at home, um, it's funny because all of our lives happens in one place. I don't know if you're like me, but that's making me go like a little bit crazy. (laughs) So as we set out to spend time with God, I think it's really important that we pick a place that's kind of dedicated for spending this time with God. Um, Maybe it's a really comfy chair in your house or a quiet corner of the house. Um, It could even be like your front porch. Um, Or if you're like me and sitting in one place for an extended period of time sounds like a lot. Maybe it's stepping outside, getting some fresh air and going for a walk. For me, actually walking and being able to focus on my steps helps me um, let the distractions kind of melt away and helps me just focus on God and what he's saying to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just helps me kind of clear my head and get away from any technology or anything else that would kind of um, distract us. Um, so now that we've established a place, the next thing we got to do is establish a modest goal for ourselves. Um, if you are new to this practice, 
Start out with just spending 10 minutes um, for three to five days out of the week. Um, and then if, you're, if you've done this before, but it's maybe not a rhythm quite yet, maybe um, try and do it every single day of the week. Challenge yourself. And then if you're advanced, if you're someone who is already having quiet time with God every single day, yeah. we challenge you to lean in even more to maybe mm. extend that time you're spending with God or just try and be even more focused, even more intentional about just sitting in silence and soaking up his presence. We honestly, if you think about it, we are setting time aside to be with God, the God who created the heavens and the earth. There's so many layers that come with spending time with God, so we can never really get good enough, I guess, at spending time with Him. So wherever you're at in the practice, we encourage you to just um, set a goal and then really lean in no matter where you're at. So for the practice, we encourage you uh, to actually spend this time in doing it. Like, um, you could just follow along. It might be weird if we're starting to practice silence and solitude right here and you're just watching us do it. And so we encourage you to like to practice this with us. Uh, this is a great opportunity. We'll also provide the podcast for later so you can take notes on um, this practice or you can rewind this later on um, in your week and kind of jot this down. But the encouragement is to take this practice and then intentionally place it in your life at least three times a week. Um, just, just so that like we get, can get a hold of the practice in the beginning. So for the practice, uh, put away your phone or any other distractions. Obviously, if you're watching this on your phone, uh, don't put away your phone. That's an important piece. But um, the point here is to get in a place, like Meredith has already said, where you can be focused. So remove all the distractions, get in your time and place and just settle in. Um, for most people, sitting with their back straight, feet on the floor, shoulders relaxed is a good posture. For some people, they like to lay down. It really doesn't matter uh, what posture you take as long as it's relaxed. Um, and for example, if you are in a stressful posture, um, that might result in less focus during this time. So you just want to make for sure you're relaxed. And we're going we're gonna to begin with a breathing prayer for the beginning of the practice. So I, I'm going to invite you uh, to, to close your eyes with me and just listen as uh, we go through the practice together. So go ahead and close your eyes. I want you to start taking long, deep breaths, just in and out, a few seconds for each, in and out, inhale through your nose, exhale through your mouth, now start to pay attention to your breathing. Just listen to your breath as it's going in and out. For a lot of us, we'll begin to feel the constant chatter bubble up to the surface of our minds. I just encourage you to let each thought go, leave, just as quickly as it came to you. Allow yourself to just focus on your breathing. In, out. Again, for a lot of us, our mind will start running crazy. <laughs> we'll 
be reminded of different to-do lists, memories, thoughts, even little distractions here, okay? And honestly, that's okay. Don't judge yourself in this moment. Don't feel bad, give up. When you notice your mind start to wander, just recenter it with a quick prayer. Say something like, Father, I know that you're with me. And then begin to focus on your breathing again. Listen to it. Come back to your breathing. And as you breathe, remember that the word for breath in the scriptures is the same word for the spirit. And let that truth bring rest to your soul. That the Lord is near. He's sustaining your breath. He's close to you. Keep breathing in, out. So in the beginning when we're first practicing this, one to two minutes is a huge win, but um, and, and 10 minutes is a home run. But as we move along in this, um, I want us to spend some time abiding in God's presence together. So transition from your breathing prayer and we'll go into a, a practice of, of recognizing the presence of God. So as you transition from breathing, I want you, or from recognizing your breath, don't stop breathing, but I want you to begin to recognize God's presence all around you. For some people, it's helpful to even imagine God on his throne in our presence, or even Jesus sitting in a chair across from us as our eyes are closed, in our mind's eye, Now, as you imagine the Father there, welcome the Holy Spirit into the room. Be reminded that the fruit of the Spirit, the first three, is love, joy, and peace that the Spirit is giving you love. He is giving you joy. He is giving you peace as you rest in God's presence. But not only is He giving you these things, the Spirit is a conduit for God's love for you. God the Father loves you. He is overjoyed with you. He's at peace with you. Now as you're resting in love, joy, and peace, I want you to maybe open your mind and your imagination to what God might be trying to communicate to you. Or perhaps something is stirring within you and you need to offer a prayer to the Lord. 
Maybe it's a petition or something of your, from yourself, or maybe it's an intercession on behalf of others. Maybe you need to express gratitude or something mournful. The main goal here is to just simply be with Jesus in his presence. So don't feel like you have to do anything specific. Just rest in his presence. And then lastly, we'll close in a prayer of gratitude and just commit the rest of our day um, to God the Father. Lord, you are so good. You are a good father and you love to be with your children. You cherish us. Lord, thank you that in the midst of a season like this, that you are still present here with us. That as we're doing a live stream, as people are listening, that your Holy Spirit is uniting hearts in this very moment. Because we have your presence, God. Thank you. Lord, let us use this season intentionally to recognize you, to see you working in every moment. Let this not just be a season where we tough it through and then we go back to business as usual. Lord, no, let this be a season of spiritual engagement where we can come out of it flourishing, Jesus. We commit our ways to you, Lord. You know our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, before we close, we just want to give one more encouragement with this whole practice of silence and solitude. Um, as you go about your week and you, um, you take a few days or maybe every day to spend this quiet time with God, remember that you can't succeed or fail at spending this time with God. Yeah. Um, especially, I'm talking to the overachievers out there. Um, all we can do is really just show up um, with our stillness, with um, our hearts, wherever they are in that moment, and just offer them to God and do our best to just sit with Him and be still. So if you find yourself trying this for the first time and you yeah. lose focus or you're feeling like, I'm not really getting anything from yeah. this, we encourage you, don't beat yourself up about it and try it again. Give it yeah. a few tries before you kind of um, get rid of the practice altogether. It takes some people months and even years to um, really get it down. For me, it's seasonal. Sometimes mm -hmm. I'm able to just jump into this really well and others I find myself super distracted. So just have grace for yourself as you set out to spend time with God 
And yeah, we hope that it just blesses you and brings um, a sense of peace and stillness yeah. to your heart, especially in this season. Yeah, I mean, our hope is that simple practices like this actually send us into days where we recognize uh, and live our lives recognizing the presence of God in everything that we do. Like, just imagine what it would look like if the people of God learned to rest in His presence and began to practice this on a consistent basis in their lives. Like, we're in a season where everything is changing. Like, culture is shifting, not only on a personal level, but culturally and then even for the church. Like, it seems as though the 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 like plaster of our walls is being stripped away. Like things are being stripped away from our house and the house of our lives. And all that's left is the framework. And we have the opportunity to rebuild in this season. Hmm. Like, I mean, what an opportunity that is. And in that process, God is actually saying, I want to be with you. Like he longs to be with you in this season. He hmm. wants you to recognize him in that like what would it look like if we spent our days like resting in the presence of god god is saying i have never left your side i am here with you even now what would it look like if we began to rebuild the framework and rebuild our houses with god and his presence at the center of it i want us to take advantage of this season like the desire of God the Father is that you would be alone with him. What an opportunity do we have to, to get alone with God and not just to spend all this extra time going to Netflix or social media or, you know, all those things are good. Going outside and going on like a neighborhood run or jog, those things are great. But we don't, we don't want to just spend our time doing that. We actually want to take advantage of this season and, and, and spend it alone with God. Like, what if you came out of this season having a greater sense of God's presence in your life? I, I really think, like we already talked about, that would actually result in compassion to the world around us. And it would, it would result in our lives being lived fully the way that God designed them to be lived. Mm. And so, like, again, we just invite you over the next few weeks, seriously, um, practice this. Try to implement it, schedule it into your life. And um, even talk about it with your friends. Like we want you to be able to connect with each other in community. Um, so if you would like to get connected with us, uh, that would be that would be great. I'd love for you guys to uh, connect with us. You can go on to anthemto.org/community or slash young adults and hit the community link and fill out the form. And we'd love to get you connected. Even though we're not going to be meeting in homes um, together. We're still doing Zoom communities, which has been so fulfilling. Like, I've also, I've felt the unity of the Spirit, haven't you? Like, yeah. in that moment, like, the unity of the Spirit has, like, com connected us in great ways and in powerful ways that I never thought would um, be present over, like, a, a screen, a computer screen. Um, so Jesus is moving through these communities, and if you feel alone or if you need a faithful community to connect with and grow and walk in Jesus with, um, then we'd love to connect with you. Definitely, if you're not in a group, get in a group. Now's the time. Uh, we're not bound to location at the moment, so it's so easy to just jump into one of these groups. And I've already been so encouraged and so thankful for our community group um, totally. in this season. So do it if you haven't already done it. For sure. Well, we love you guys so much. 
and um, we can't wait to keep doing this. Give us your feedback. Um, we'd love to hear from you. If this worked, if it didn't work, um, if, if you have any other ideas, we'd love to know exactly like what we should do next time because we're figuring this out just like you guys are. Um, but we want this to be a blessing. Um, we don't want this to just feed into all the, the, the convoluted content that's going on to social media and to the internet right now. We actually want to be useful to you guys. Um, so let us know and um, we can't wait to see you next week.